Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful morning today. This is going to be an interesting show, a lot of stuff going on as always, and one of the first things I saw, and I just kind of laugh because you guys know me, I've been very, very diametrically opposed to people running around with muzzles on actually trying to make me wear one. If you want to wear one, that's your choice, but don't expect me to look like a fool because I don't want to wear a mask like a dog when they don't work, and just to top on that, University of Oxford professor Jim Naismith just came out. He said, despite England dropping its mask mandate in July and now trying to impose mask, dates, most mask mandates again and Scotland keeping its rules in force, official data shown that it has made no meaningful difference whatsoever in infection rates from flu or COVID at any point in time throughout the entire year. That's University of Oxford professor Jim Naismith. And I just kind of giggled when I read that article as we've both seen uh, – Ted and I have both talked about this. We've both talked to researchers. I've read research articles. I've looked at clinical blind studies, you know, clinical double-blind studies, all types of stuff. Peer-reviewed journals. That's what I brought up in the school board meeting, and I mean dozens and dozens and dozens of them. They've all they all come to the same conclusion that if you're actually trying to prevent a true viral infection, you need to be wearing a biological mask and also having your ears, eyes, nose, and mouth all fully sealed and protected, running biological filters on it, if that's the direction that you're trying to go, and obviously running around with a little cloth mask over your nose and mouth doesn't make any sense whatsoever when it comes to viral transmission. So I just thought that was funny. Also, too, the level of hypocrisy apparently knows no bounds with the FBI and with the federal government now. You know, there's we know all the stuff that happened and January 6th, and we've seen the level of just tyranny that's ensued with over 600 patriots now being arrested, some of which, one down here in Florida, you know, had his door kicked in by 20 FBI agents and was arrested for misdemeanor trespassing back in uh, August, you know, <laughs> eight months after the alleged, you know, protest that went violent, allegedly. He was arrested on misdemeanor trespassing, and this has been over and over and over again. We have now saw an individual, completely different event. If you guys remember, we reported on this last year, Thomas Alexander Stark, Starks, who was an Antifa member. On December 21st, he was filmed on CCTV breaking into the office of Senator John Hoven over in Fargo, North Dakota. He used an axe to basically chop up a huge portion of Senator John Hoven's room, his Senate room, at the Capitol building, and uh, lamps, doors, tables, chairs. I mean, just went, just went berserk with an axe, an axe. And in April, he pleaded guilty to a charge of destruction of government property. The federal sentencing guidelines recommended a minimum of 16 more months of prison plus felony probation. And they decided that, you know what, he, he was really just having a bad day. And so they dropped all – as far as all jail time, time served was it, and he went on 24-month probation and had to pay a fine for $2,700 to repair the property that he damaged. That was it. Went to town with an axe. Well, now, as you guys have probably seen, the one individual – 
the man Jacob Chansley, who was the guy running around in the headdress with the face paint and the horns on top of the headdress, if you guys remember all that. They basically now have found him guilty, and he is now sentenced to 41 months in prison for one count of obstruction of justice in the Capitol building. And after his 41 months of prison, he will have to be on three years felony probation and pay a fine. Now, what a lot of people don't realize, when you're on felony probation, and I've I've know people that this has happened to before. This is why it's it's not. It sounds like you think, oh, he's on probation for a year or two. When you're on probation, you can jaywalk, and if you get caught, the officer can take you to jail, and it's called violation of probation, which means you no longer are going on probation. You automatically go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Done. You automatically go back to jail for whatever sentence that they decide they want to send you to. Period. Doesn't matter if you run a red light and a cop pulls you over. Doesn't matter if you walk across the street and you're not in a crosswalk. Doesn't matter if you basically speed and you're doing 45 and a 40. It's the officer's discretion if he wants to violate your probation. So when you hear somebody has another three and a half years of prison term now, and then they're on three years of felony probation for simply walking in the Capitol with a flagpole and basically walking around in a headdress, I mean, you kind of look ridiculous, but you can see the videos. He, he didn't stab anybody. He didn't chop anything up with an axe. He didn't spray paint anything. He didn't loot anything. He simply walked in the Capitol like a hooligan with his flag and stood around. He was on camera doing it and thought, you know, okay, whatever. And so this is the level of hypocrisy we have seen now where Antifa was able to burn down buildings. BLM terrorists were able to firebomb federal buildings tear up all kinds of private property, and very few of them even went to jail, much less ever got felony charges. And this is what we saw so clearly, if you look back in history, with the Bolshevik Revolution. The group that is paid and funded by the government to overthrow the entire, I guess, sector of civilian nature and the entire faction of the way of life, they are essentially immune from any and all prosecution. And this is why it's so important that we understand that that type of behavior is not okay and it's not acceptable. No matter how many, how much they want to tell us that it was mostly peaceful protesting or any other the other garbage that they want to put out there, you have to understand what these people are trying to push at the higher levels. And this is why I told everybody yesterday, it's very, very important that everybody makes sure you have proper things in place to support your family and your friends and your neighborhood and wherever situation you live in because this is going to escalate further and further. The more you see the looting normalized and the robbery and the theft normalized. Uh, Sharon sent me a video yesterday from Instagram, and these this couple is sitting at a dinner table outside in uh, it's like New, New Oakland or something out in California, and these two black individuals with masks on, with hoodies on, walk up to him. Dude pulls a pistol out of his pants, sticks it in the guy's face. The guy pulls off his wallet. The other lady pulls off her wallet. They put it in their pants, and they walk off. I mean it's like a five-second robbery that fast, and nobody in the entire entire restaurant did anything about it. Everybody just kind of sat there, and it was, I guess it's just the new normal now in a communist state like California. My friends, that's not normal. And if that stuff happens down here in central Florida, you will get return fire if you decide to go with that type of degenerate behavior here. 
But again, when you have a populace that had been told guns are bad, guns are bad, guns are bad, ban all guns, make background checks for ammo, you're not allowed to defend yourself, you're not allowed to support your family, you're not allowed to do anything at all unless the state allows it like California has done to their populace, this is the behavior you see. The criminals don't follow the laws. There's this weird concept from the left that always has this fantasy idea that for some odd reason, criminals all of a sudden go, oh, this is a, this is a gun-free zone, guys. This, see that sign right there? It says guns aren't allowed in there. It's like, guys, got, go put all your illegal guns back in there. I mean, all the serial numbers are scratched off and stuff. Just go, go put them back in the car. They're, we're not allowed to have guns in this building. You know, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, it, it's it's always made it comical to me. The same thing with gun rights as far as restrictions on certain guns. So the criminal goes, oh, man, dude, we can't go do this bank robbery right now. My my, my AR-15 is a, a short barrel rifle. You know, It's a 10-inch barrel with a stock on it. It's, it's illegal. I can't bring this, this SBR to the bank because that's, that's a gun charge. You know, I know we're going to go in there and rob everybody and maybe shoot somebody, but I don't want to get a gun charge. I mean, that's... Then, okay, okay, go put it back. We'll we'll go rob the bank a different day with a legal gun. The concept is moronic at best, and this is what they keep trying to do over and over and over again. And I promise you, keep your eyes awake and stay alert and stay vigilant because right now they are going to be getting something set up again for another false flag. Isn't it funny how you noticed all of a sudden now over the last couple of years the – Mass shootings, alleged mass shootings, all just kind of stopped over the last two to three years now. They all kind of just stopped. No mass shootings at all anywhere in the entire country, but yet we allegedly had this you know, gun pandemic in the country. Well, it's not the shootings haven't stopped. It's that they're not worthy of reporting on by the mainstream government. Every single weekend in Chicago, there's anywhere from 30 to 40 to 50 people get shot. Usually upwards of a dozen get killed. Same thing happens in a lot of other places like Memphis, Tennessee. They just make no headlines. The news never even talks about it because it doesn't fit the narrative. But, hey, if some crazy kid that's on psychotropic drugs walks into basically a movie theater and all of a sudden somebody pops smoke from both sides of the theater – and all of a sudden, a bunch of people get shot, and they find the kid sitting out in the parking lot, drooling on himself in full body armor, and has no resistance when law enforcement shows up. Hey, we need to talk about that for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, how this white kid was able to get all these guns and how he suddenly pulled off this giant shooting, and nobody saw him at any point in time even point a gun to anybody. Yeah, again – when they can control the narrative, when they can control the event, they make sure it goes viral. If they can't and it doesn't make their narrative happen, it's the same thing like this Christmas parade massacre with this vehicle, with this guy's convicted felon and hits over 50 people now, many of them which were killed. Think about it this way. What if that would have been an LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ parade? You had a bunch of transgender cross-dressers running around with rainbow flags, and he ran over 50 of them. How do you think the story and the, the media would have covered that? Or what if it would have been a BLM parade, hmm? and it would have been a white individual that ran everybody over? Oh, yeah, I guarantee you it would have been a pretty, pretty big news story for CNN. It's a black convicted felon that runs over a Christmas parade and kills a bunch of kids. And that's nothing to talk about because we don't want to allow that narrative to make people realize it doesn't matter about race. It matters about individuals that do not belong in a civilized society, and it goes around any race, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, everybody, every race does unbelievably stupid, horrific things in some cases, and it should not be tolerated 
under any circumstances, regardless of what you tried to hide behind your reasoning to do so. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up with some interesting topics this morning. What do you think, Deb? Well, I, I think you're right. I think that, you know, these people who are doing these horrible things, you know, if they don't fit the narrative, they can't be really promoted. I mean, I'm shocked, quite frankly, that this man who ran over these kids in this parade that it even made the news, to be honest with you. I guess it was such a major story, and it hit all the alt news so big that they had to say something. But if you remember, when they originally came out with the story, there was not a photograph of the guy whatsoever, and nobody said he was black. Nobody. I mean, I had to look it up and try to figure out what race he was, if he was a Chinaman or a Russian or a German or black or white or purple or pink. There was no description of the guy because it didn't fit, it didn't fit the Black Lives Matter narrative. Now we find out the guy's like a hardcore racist on top of everything else that had been breathing out murderous threats against white people and you know Black Lives Matter supporter and everything else. Now we realize who he is and what he was. Suddenly the media has gone silent with this and they're not even talking about what happened or the devastation that's caused all the families that were involved in all of this because it doesn't fit the narrative. And this is what they always do, isn't it? Let me give you, let me talk about somebody here for a second. Let me talk about Allison Nathan. Allison Nathan was born in 1972. She's a court judge. Uh, she's an American lawyer and juror serving as the United States judge of the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York. She previously served as associate White House counsel for President Barack Obama. She's nominee to be a high United States Circuit Judge of the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. She's a Butch Dyke lesbian. Whoa, did Ted just say that? Yeah, I did. She's a Butch Dyke lesbian. I'll say it twice. Hardcore lesbian rights, uh, in my opinion, pervert. She was born in Philadelphia. She earned a bachelor's degree at the Cornell University was a member of the Secret Society of the Quill and Dagger Society. She was chief editor of the Cornell Law Review, smart lady or man or whatever it is. From 2000 to 2001, she served as a law clerk for the U.S. Appeals Ninth Circuit. During 2004, she was John Kerry's associate national counsel. From 2009 to 2010, for 18 months, she served as special assistant to President Barack Obama and also as an associate White House counsel. She was a judge for the Harvard Law School Ames Moot Competition in 2016, and she officiated the wedding of Judge J. Paul Oaken on September the 6th to Jane Hotel in Manhattan. Okay, Hardcore, committed, leftist, lesbian, probably communist. Just thought I'd mention that. She's married to Meg Satterwhite, and they are parents somehow. They may probably with through sperm donation. Or, you know, mothers to a set of twins. You say, okay, now, now I can hear all of you right now. What in the heck is Ted talking about this Butch Dyke lesbian for? And doesn't he realize how incredibly politically incorrect? Wait a minute. minute. They call each other Butch Dyke lesbians, right? So if we use the same vernacular they use to describe one another, what's wrong with that? You know, that's what they are. It's a description. You know, and as far as I'm concerned, according to the Bible, to the Word of God in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, this type of behavior is an abomination to God, and He condemns it and forbids it. So we got to go back to the Christian aspect of what this is. So why would I bring her up? All right, here we go. In the Ghislaine Maxwell case that we talked about yesterday, and also went into depth about yesterday, guess who is the person who is the lead investigator and the judge? <laughs> it's unbelievable. As the case of the dead 
pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell, gets underway. The judge and the prosecutor appointed to oversee a criminal trial are raising the eyebrows. Get ready. U.S. District Judge Allison J. Nathan <laughs> is presiding over the case, and she has already banned press from the courtroom, exactly what Austin said yesterday, and has suppressed certain evidence of being released during the case. She has been a liberal favorite for many years, being appointed to district court by in 2011, by former President Barack Obama, the gay Kenyan who was a guy for a wife, according to Joan Rivers. U.S. Senate Majority Leader, dual Israeli citizen Chuck Schumer, earmarked Nathan for position within the second U.S. Court of Appeals, citing the lesbian's experience. <laughs> I can't even make this up. This is what the article says. Citing the lesbian's experience, legal brilliance, love of the rule of law, and perspective as her qualifications. <laughs> so he quotes, quote, the dual Israeli citizen says, I am confident that Alice and Nathan, a deeply respected lead- leader, would follow the facts and administer justice without fear or favor and will greatly help to restore integrity and professionalism to the federal court, said dual Israeli citizen Chuck Schumer. The leading Senate Democrat at the time, (laughs) the White House acquiesced and nominated her for the post at Schumer's behest earlier in November, right before the Maxwell case was scheduled to formally begin. Nathan is not only uh, not the only far left operative playing a huge role in this case is preceding Maureen Comey, the daughter of former FBI Director James Comey is the lead prosecutor in the case, and she is the leader of the SDNY's violent organized crime unit. Big League Politics has reported on how Maxwell dealt with who's who of Democrat perverts, which would certainly incentivize the swamp to want their operatives on this delicate case to make sure it's handled without anyone being exposed. Bill Clinton met Ghislaine Maxwell, the hardcore lesbian, bisexual, do anything she wants to do, whatever she wants to do with young girls in Los Angeles for an intimate private dinner in 2014, according to a new report. The Beast quoted a source who supposedly previously worked for Bill Clinton and was incensed by his decision to meet with Maxwell. This is an intimate dinner with Clinton in L.A. Think of all the people he knows in L.A. and just Lane, the weirdo, gets to attend. They also, the report also <laughs> indicates that Clinton's chief of staff, John Davidson, knew that the former Jeffrey Epstein, Madame, hardcore pervert lesbian raping little girls was attending the private dinner which he organized unbelievable I, yeah you know yeah, I, I sit here and i laugh about this and i'm not laughing because I'm, I'm, i think it's funny i find the irony in the fact that they have taken a sexual pervert in the opinion of god almighty this judge and put her in charge of the of the of a trial of a sexual pervert you know you know, if, if, if you're going to let's say let's say, for instance, that homosexuality was basically illegal still in the United States okay, or sexual perversion or whatever. And you have a homosexual being tried for homosexuality, but they put a homosexual judge, you know, as the person in charge of the trial. <laughs> what the heck? Do you really think they're going to find the other guy doing the same thing that they're doing guilty? No. This thing is a staged mess, just like Austin said yesterday. She's going to suppress the evidence. She's already thrown the media out. Nobody's going to hear the testimony. It's not going to be made public, as far as I can tell by what I'm reading right now. And we're going to have another giant cover-up in the Ghislaine Maxwell case of the woman who successively recruited over a 1,000 young girls 
with the help, by the way, of Donald Trump's first wife in many cases, in case you guys want to look that one up, to be raped by the global elite, if you want to call them elite. Why don't we call them the global scum that basically have been put in charge to run the planet, the top-level masons and the Society of Quill and Pen or whatever that thing was, and all of the people that are involved in Bohemian Grove and Council on Foreign Relations. Let's not forget them and all of the other people that are out there basically working at the highest levels of the Masonic Lodges in order to infiltrate all levels of government all around the world to bring in their new world order out of Tel Aviv under the Supreme Court of Israel through Noahide laws to make it illegal to worship Jesus Christ under the penalty of death by guillotine. Why don't we talk about that? And let's see how this is going to really play out with Ghislaine Maxwell, if she's going to plea bargain or if she's going to be found not guilty or if they're going to allow testimony. And I'm going to ask the same question that I've asked on this show dozens of times. There are four people, four girls apparently going to testify against her for sex trafficking out of a thousand or over a thousand. Some people say upwards of 2,000 girls that were trafficked. Where are the rest of the girls? Does anybody ever ask that question besides you know me and Doug Hagman? I mean, is anybody else out there asking that? Where are the rest of the girls? Did they did drop off the face of the planet? Or is there a picture on a milk carton somewhere? What happened to them? Why are they not testifying or are they not able to testify because they're dead or sacrificed or sold into a sex slave ring and being sent around all around the world when they were still young to different groups to have their bodies basically defiled. Where are they? And why are there only four left? I mean, that's a big question that nobody wants to ask. Why are there not a thousand girls testifying against her? You know, I don't believe for one second that Jeffrey Epstein's dead. He's Mossad. Just Lane's Mossad. Mossad doesn't kill Mossad. Jeffrey Epstein's not dead, in my opinion, ever. Now, is Jelaine Maxwell going to go to prison? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what the doggone group's going to do that runs the planet? But will it be her who goes to prison, or will it be a body double? Or will she suddenly appear dead in the cell with all the cameras turned off again? So she can be relocated to a non-extradition country. Are they giving everybody a pound of flesh because of this, because it was so big they've got to do something as far as a trial so it doesn't look like a total sham? I don't know. All I know is this. These people are some sick. Oops, I almost said a bad word. These people are some sick pukes, and they nauseate me. Anybody, and see, here's the thing. Until you have daughters, you don't get this. Just to be honest with you guys. You don't get this. Until you have children, you don't get this. But these 13, 14 year old little old girls, what did Jeffrey Epstein he said? I said he had what, either 10 year old or 12 year old. Girls from France sent over for his 50th birthday, this sick puke. These people belong in hell. They do. They need to go directly to hell. They don't need to pass go. They don't need to get a trial. They just need to be taken straight to hell. Here's the problem. We've got a butch dyke lesbian judge presiding on the case. I mean, who in the world could make crap like this up? I mean, unbelievable. And, you know, and she, and she is probably a brilliant legal scholar. I've got to give her that. But the problem is this. We're her morals. Were her values, you know, some of these homosexuals, they have a dozen partners a week. That's why the AIDS epidemic swept through them. Sometimes hundreds and hundreds of partners per year, you know, in bathhouses in San Francisco and New York City and these different areas of the country which are steeped in homosexual sin. 
as I work in out for San Francisco right now, it's turned into a cesspool. And see, this is the problem that you have. These people have no, they have no sexual limits. They do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. Now, I'm not saying that judges like this because I don't know what her sexual habits are and what she does, but I know she's a lesbian. So she already thinks that sex outside of what the Bible says is normal is okay. So why would she possibly think that having sex with these other girls or with these whatever they're doing is something that's punishable by years in prison? I mean, why would she think that way if what she's doing is already considered a perversion according to the word of God? And when this group of people who practice from a you know, set of books that were written, including the Zohar, would say that sex with a three-year-old little girl is okay, and sodomizing a little boy up to the age of nine is okay, Where's she going to fall in the middle of all this as far as thinking that it's punishable by going to prison for doing what some of these people believe is already okay? And always remember this, too. The transgenders, the lesbians, the homosexuals, these people believe they're closer to God than you and I are as heterosexuals because they believe their God is a transgender or is an hermaphrodite. That's why when I hear these preachers talking about God being both male and female and Adam being both male and female, what's wrong with them? Who dropped these people on their head? Oh, that's right. That's high-level Masonic teaching, isn't it? Guys, listen to me. Stay with what the Word of God says. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wrong is always wrong. Right is always right. God gave us a list of what to do and not to do. We need to follow it. By the way, this is an interesting thing. On November the 18th, 2020, a well-known German chemist and one of the top EU's graphene experts, Dr. Andreas Nowak, was arrested by armed police unit in the middle of his YouTube live stream. On November 26th, okay, 21, a year later, just hours after publishing the latest video about graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide, he suddenly died. Now, that, this is something that, you know, we've got to realize what's happening here. There's a video I'm going to post, and it reveals that Dr. Pablo Comper from the University of Almeria had recently done a micro-Roman spectroscopy study of the vaccine. He discovered that the graphene detected in the vax was not graphene oxide, but graphene hydroxide, which is an extremely stable molecule that is not biodegradable, so it basically stays in your system forever. The bad news for these people, for all these folks, these billions of people on the planet now who've taken this vaccine Graphene hydroxide molecules are the sharpest imaginable objects because they are only one atom layer thick in a huge molecule, which is extremely sharp. In other words, the graphene hydroxide molecules of the vaccination that they've been given to everybody, they have like nano razors that cut into the epithelial lining of the recipient's veins, the endothelial lining, which he believes is the cause of a lot of the blood clots and the sudden deaths observed in so many top athletes. He believes it's a case of Russian roulette, where the syringe administering the intramuscular injection will inadvertently pierce a vein, allowing the contents to enter the bloodstream, slicing up the inside of the blood vessels for the hapless recipients. Wow. So what they're saying, basically, is they hit a vein and not a muscle, that this thing is going to go into your blood vessels like a slice of dice, you know, and blender and start churning. Remember, we got a lot of pressure in those blood vessels, pushing blood really fast. That's why when you cut an artery, you bleed out so quick. It's moving very, very quickly. And all of these slice of dice 
nanoparticles are tearing up the inside of the blood vessels, causing massive problems with myocarditis, massive problems with heart attacks, massive problems with clots along with the spike proteins and the eddy currents that are caused by those. Hence, we have all of these people dying all over the world and coming down with heart issues directly after being injected, including the, our friend who basically helped build Dawson's house, the contractor who insisted on being shot, who they found with a massive stroke sitting up in his bed for three days as he was unconscious with his heart barely functioning, his lungs barely working because of the stroke. And now he's gone and they're going to be burying him this week. Guys, listen to me. This isn't a game anymore. This is a nightmare. With the people coming out of England saying every 90 days now we have to get an injection, we have to be giving pills, we have to be giving more and more and more injections. This is a full, full drone eugenics protocol being done on us by the entities that run this planet that were described very clearly in Genesis chapter 6, who were here before and after the flood. The interdimensional entities and demons and whatever you want to call them that run the world that they sacrifice all of these children through to abortion, who are fed by the loss of these children's lives. Guys, what a mess. You've got to keep your heart and belief in Jesus Christ because he's the only answer we've got. There is no other answer besides the cross and what Jesus did for us and the blood covenant that we have with God through Christ. It's the only thing that will deliver us from the evil one. Why do you think he says in the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from the evil one? He knows who this entity is and what he does and how he runs about as a roaring lion seeking those who he may devour. The relationship that you have with Jesus has to be real. you got to pray every day, guys. I prayed for you this morning. I love you guys. I'll do anything for you. You know that. You have my personal phone numbers and email addresses. You're always asking me questions and asking me to do things, and I always do my best to accommodate you. I appreciate you, and I appreciate the sport of health masters. I'm starting to feel like the preacher teacher on this show. Because, you know, if we don't have people telling us the truth, how are we supposed to learn? If people are being told by the preachers, who are they supposed to learn from? So I'm turning into the preacher teacher here on the show, and so is Austin. Because we realize we got an issue going on in the United States of America. They're trying to take the entire republic down. They're putting gay, lesbian, butch dyke lesbians on the bench to basically judge Another gay, lesbian, butch, dyke, lesbian, weirdo. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ. He's the only hope we have. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Absolutely. And, I mean, we, we, we already knew what was going to happen. I told you guys yesterday it wasn't coincidental, in my opinion, that it just happened to be landing on Monday for this giant trial, and they ran out this ridiculous fear tactic movie preview variant on Thanksgiving, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest travel holidays, one of the biggest sales holidays, one of the largest basically celebrated holidays in the United States. And I told you this before, the whole reason on why they put out all this fear porn prior to Thanksgiving, you know, you can't, you don't want to be, you don't need to let people at your house that aren't vaccinated. If they are, you need to make sure they wear a mask the entire time. And the children eat quickly and that they, they don't get around the other adults if they haven't been fully vaccinated. Guys, the concept is complete and total lunacy. They're doing it because they want to remove all the traditions and cultures of the United States. Think about it for a second. If they keep promoting this over the next two, three, four, five years and people keep listening to the BS and following it for whatever reason, I don't know why people keep listening to them, but they do. 
within the next couple of years, half a decade, tra- traditions and norms in American culture isn't really going to exist. A lot of the children that are growing up right now, they're not going to remember anymore what happened. Children have a very you know short attention span in most cases, and not to mention most kids don't remember much before four or five years of age. I mean, you have memories, you have little things you remember, but you don't really understand cultures and way of life and norms before that. So these kids that are in this age bracket right now that are four, five, six, seven years old that have been going through this for the last couple of years, they continue to promote this idiotic ideology about not letting family over without wearing a mask or being injected with experimental gene therapy. It's going to change the cultural norms because these children, as they get older – And as they see this, they're going to adopt certain values and certain norms that their parents are projecting on them. And if they have idiot parents that are telling them that they have to be injected or they can't be around their grandparents without being injected or they can't have friends over unless their friends wear a mask and their friends have been injected, which I've already heard about that now, that certain children have gotten shots and that parents will not let them hang around or associate with their friends that they've had for years Unless those children also get a shot and wear a mask when they hang out. I'm not kidding. That's how stupid some of the parents have become now. It's embarrassing at the lowest level. And now we're seeing more and more how they're going to continue to push that everybody continue to get the shot. Ironically, the individuals that are pushing this are the same ones that are profiting tens of billions of dollars. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla now declared yesterday that it's a very, very likely scenario in the near future. We're going to need annual revaccination for COVID every single year. Not joking. Now, the CDC, remember a month and a half ago when the CDC or two months ago, the CDC came out, maybe three months ago now, when they came out and they said that they're approving the third booster shot, even against the entire advisory board who voted unanimously against the booster shot. CDC came out. And they said, we're not going to recommend the booster shot except for people that are in high-risk scenarios like older adults and healthcare workers. And it compiled up about 100, 150 million people that categorized into that. Well, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, she came out now and she said, today the CDC has strengthened its recommendation that all booster shots need to be given to individuals who are 18 years of old, 18 years and older. They're saying this because the third booster shot may counter the Omicron variant that the vaccine doesn't currently work for even for the previous shot because majority of people that are getting sick now have got the injection. So it makes sense that you should get your third booster shot that doesn't work so you can get prepared to take your fourth booster shot for the Omicron transformer variant that they came up with last week. You don't have to use much deductive reasoning to realize this entire thing is a gigantic scam that's making hundreds now of billions of dollars combined with all these pharmaceutical companies. I mean, Pfizer is about to have a record year ever. Moderna stocks are through the roof. AstraZeneca, all these companies, billions and billions and billions of dollars they're making now. And why? Well, because they get to get on national television on the news platform every single week and tell everybody how they need to get their booster shot immediately and how they need to have more shots and they need to take more pills and they need to get sicker and sicker. I got a phone call again from my doctor out in the Midwest who's been doing that full-spectrum PCR test. It picks up anything, and it will isolate whether it's flu, whether it's COVID, whether it's pneumonia, whether it's strep, any of that. And he said now 
out of the group, he's had 35 different individuals now who have come in that have been extremely sick. And he said 85% of them now, he said every single one of them have gotten vaccinated. 85% of them did not test positive for COVID. They all tested positive for other type of bacteria infections now. 85% didn't test positive for COVID. And they're unbelievably sick, he said. Can't get over fevers, reoccurring fevers, shakes, all unbelievably sick. Then he said 85% don't have COVID. He's waiting on another 10 more tests right now. And so he said, without a doubt, in his opinion, 100% this vaccine that everybody's been getting, this alleged shot, he said, is doing exactly what AIDS does to the body. It's downregulating the immune system, and the immune system's collapsing on itself, and it can't even fight off basic bacterial exposure right now. And he said, some of these people are sick, 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 and they do not have COVID, and they do not have the flu. And I went, gosh. This is exactly what we we're afraid of happening. This is exactly what we see occurring right now. And we were afraid of that. We told people about it. We said, listen, man, this is this is not good. This RNA gene therapy, man, this is not something that's okay. You don't just roll this out. This should have been researched for a decade to figure out what was going to do with this. This is what they're trying to do. And then at the same time now, in the midst of literally – Millions of people on the adverse event system, you know, basically registered now in Europe with over, I think, 30,000 dead in Europe. VAERS report, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of adverse events. Now, Australia says, you know what? We can take it a step further. We're not quite tyrannical enough. Anybody that gets infected or is around somebody that tests positive, they basically are, um, you know, going to be drug off to a concentration camp. Well, they're now saying that they put in the place Chancellor Alexander Schulberg has now announced yesterday the jab will be compulsory for everyone February 1st, even after the vaccinates, vaccines didn't work, the lockdowns didn't work, everything was complete and total failure. If you do not meet the February 1st deadline, once you are caught, you will face a prison sentence and compounding fines for non compliance i kid you not questions as to what would happen to those who still refuse to take it have now been answered and a draft that is being put in place by the australian government under the bill anyone who refuses to attend a scheduled vaccination appointment will receive an official summons from local authorities if the individual fails to show up to be injected to the summons they will be summoned one more time within the next four weeks should the second official request be ignored, a warrant will be issued for their arrest, and they will be fined $4,061, which is it's $3,600 in uh, Australian dollars, and four weeks in prison. The fine will be increased to $8,000 for those who have already been fined for violating the vaccine requirement, along with additional prison sentencing. No one will be forcibly brought to a vaccination center to get jabbed against their will. They're rest assured, but you will be forcibly placed behind bars until you comply with our mandates. And I don't believe them for one second. I think that's the next thing. Remember, as I continue to tell everybody over and over and over again, they tell you what they're going to do. But on the other hand, too, and I've said this repeatedly, there's something about these shots that have to be voluntary. 
Every single person that takes the shot, you have to fill out a form. That's a 100% documented fact. They give you a paper. I got one at Publix one day. I was over there shopping, and they had their little vaccination thing up. And I said, hey, what's the form? Can I get the form you know, to sign up? They said, oh, you, you want to get the shot? I said, oh, I just want to kind of read it, you know, see what's going on with it. And they hand it to me, and I walk off. They're like, oh, well, bring it, bring it back when you're done. I said, okay, I won't. I continued to walk off. Then I read it, and it's very interesting. It goes into detail on how you are voluntarily consenting to basically get injected for the COVID shot and that there are side effects that are known with this COVID injection. And basically you are giving your consent and that you are not going to hold publics liable, that you basically are giving up all of your rights. You cannot sue them. You cannot take them to court. All stuff. And basically once you sign it, you are taking it into your own hands and you are completely consenting to this injection and whatever it does to you. That's in a nutshell what it says. Obviously, it's much more, um, you know, lawyer is written by a lawyer <laughs> when you read it. And so, what's interesting about this is every single person I've talked to this guy that they have to sign this form. And so, for some odd reason, they want you to consent to this because it's almost like if they grab you and they hold you down and strap you on a gurney and inject you with it at that point in time. They are now doing something to you that you did not consent to, and now the ramifications of doing it to a large portion of the populace somehow have a negative consequence to them, and that appears to be what they're doing. We're not going to force you to get the shot. We're just going to fine you every single week and throw you in prison until you get the shot. Well, obviously, it reaches a point where you go, how far is the word consenting going to be thrown around before it's no longer even a valid topic anymore. And that's what we're starting to see. Now you see the Moderna CEO, they're drooling. They want to get more money now. They're just putting their hands together and just mm, more billions, more billions, more billions. According to the Moderna chief now, the prior vaccine may drop in effectiveness, and we don't know how much because we need to wait for data. Because all the sciences I've talked to, this is not going to be good, and we need to have a new booster shot available. Guys, you can't make the script any more bland. It's the same thing over and over and over again. And what will happen is this whole thing will run through. People are going to get unbelievably sick from getting more shots. The jab's going to roll out in January or February for the booster shot. They're going to now say you're not fully vaccinated unless you get the next booster shot. You're not going to be able to go anywhere unless you get the next booster shot. And then probably what I would say my speculation, oh, what, six months, June, July? Oh, we're going to have the new, you know, Bravo Sierra variant you know you guys will pick that up in a second and uh they'll go in and say well you have to get your fourth fifth sixth whatever number we're on now seventh eighth booster shot because well, if you don't get that one you're not going to be considered fully vaccinated either because this new variant's even more deadly than the omicron variant and it's even more dangerous it is spreading like a wildfire and we need to lock everything down again Guys, this is going to keep going, and this is going to keep going, this is going to keep going until they finally get everything set in place to where there won't even be an option to opt out. There won't even be a religious exemption. There won't even be an essence of traveling or eating or going anywhere without getting a shot. That's where they're taking this right now, guys. You have to understand that. There's an article that came out that Tyler Durden reposted from the conservative treehouse, and it was titled, Think Very Carefully About Accepting the Concept of vaccine passports and he said the build back better society that they're pushing to assist in creating easier ways to show your vaccinating compliance status 
That's by the way, that's in the bill is basically faster, more effective ways the architects have built to basically show your vaccine status. And they said it's prudent to pause to think about the discussions that take place behind the opaque glass doors. And it goes into detail on how the checkpoints now are new gateways they want to have. They already have this in Australia, and they're basically big old like kiosks, little kiosk scanners that you already see now at most places when you go, right? Everybody's conditioned to see kiosks where you check out or you go to the airport or you print your ticket off at the airport. you got kiosks now. They're called gateways where QR codes will scan your cell phone for the compliant vaccinated citizen. And there's an app for that on your phone, and they're setting it up right now. Currently, the vaccine status are registered to happy compliance workers and greeters at the entry to businesses or venues. Indeed, the Walmart greeter will now have a new gadget to scan your phone prior to allowing your custody of a shopping cart. <laughs> Said in restaurants, hotels, hostesses are going to have similar compliance scanners and kiosks that will be located at every single entry point. They're going to deem it as simple and fun. You're going to pull up your QR code on your phone, a.k.a. your slave trackers, we call it. Using your registration app, your phone will be scanned with a green check response to confirm your current vaccination status and authorized entry. And this is what they're saying here in basically in Tyler Dern's article. He said, here's essentially the concept that they're going to take with this. And this is their opinion from the conservative treehouse. He said, missed your booster shot in 2022 or 2023? We're sorry, citizen. Your bank account is frozen until your compliance is restored. Please proceed to the nearest vaccination office as displayed conveniently on your cell phone screen to open access to your further gates and checkpoints. The app will give you directions where to go. Tap to continue. And I thought, wow. That's where they're going to take this. That's why they're conditioning people with the vaccine passports. That's why it started off with a little card from the CDC. Now it's rolled into the phone. The same thing we talked about last summer when they first came out with this idea. And as we know, this won't stop even there. It will roll into the Chinese social credit score that has already been implemented fully in China and has already had all the bugs worked out of it over the last four, four or five years now, and that will be the next phase. Your social credit score will be built in with a vaccination status. The more shots you get, the better your, your, your uh, social credit score will be. The less you talk about conservative things on social media, the better your score will be. You hang out with people that aren't vaccinated, hmm, no, that's going to lower your social credit score. Oh, you make a comment on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram about not liking the vaccine passports, oh, your score will go down. And eventually, it's going to be linked into your FICO score. Oh, yeah. So then trying to get a loan, trying to get a home, trying to get a vehicle, trying to get an approval on any type of loan. Oh, sorry, man. Your social credit score right here, it's 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 drug your, your beacon score down. You know, you were you were to eight twenty, dude. You were doing really good. And I don't know what happened here. It's showing here that you hung out with these individuals, they're unvaccinated. Shows here you made four posts on Instagram. Um, it shows here as well you basically posted another thing on Facebook about not liking these. So your beacon score, bro, you dropped from an eight twenty to a five forty, bro. You're you're about to be a roach. You, we're not going to be able to. We're not going to be able to get you a loan on this. Actually, we may be able to get you an independent one, but you're going to be at like 28% interest, like for a 36 month loan. Um, and it's up to you. We can do that for you. And you're going to go, dude. My last car loan was 1.9% for 84 months, and it's already. I, I paid the car off. We're good to go. Yo, sorry, I know you got all that money down on it, but you got to remember, your car's not worth anything now on trade in. It's it's a gas vehicle. You know, only vehicles that are allowed for trading are EV vehicles. You can basically try to scrap your car for parts if somebody will buy it. You know, you can probably get a thousand dollars for it, but you know, only EV vehicles are able to be financed and purchased now. You're not even able to trade anything in on them unless it's another EV vehicle. 
Guys, that is where it's going to a T. And I don't like making predictions because sometimes they get dark. But if I was a betting person, if people don't wake up and get their head out of their butt and start standing up for what they believe and start holding their convictions, that is going to be the future of the United States. The passports that they're implementing right now are going to start being the final nail in the coffin of any and all freedom to live, to eat, to travel, to go anywhere, they will be that final phase. I've already had numerous people tell me that they've thought, and this is again speculation, that a lot of these toll roads that basically are being implemented all over the country. Now, you notice now they don't really build interstates anymore. Does anybody else notice that? Interstates may get widened. They may get resurfaced, but they're not building new interstates anymore. They're not building new roads for people to drive on freely with our taxpayer dollars, if that's even concept. Everything getting built now, new roads, they're constant toll roads. Go up northeast, they're everywhere. Down here in Florida, constant toll roads, constant toll roads expansions. Not wanting to put anything in that our taxpayer funds, they want to do everything that you got to pay, a dollar a toll, $2 a toll, $3 a toll. I remember out in, when I was in Maryland for a wedding years ago, dude, if I looked at the thing. It was like, dude, if you went at like primetime air and some of the tolls – Dude, some of the tolls hit you for like ten and fifteen dollars per toll plaza. Yeah, what happens when all of a sudden they say, "Well, you basically are not allowed on this toll. If you get caught on this toll, you will be pulled over by law enforcement immediately because your vaccine passport is not up to date." Yeah, this is where it goes, guys, and this is how dark it gets if people continue to comply and think that it's just going to stop with eh, another jab. It's just another passport. It's just another shot. It's just my ninth booster shot. It'll be over soon. Wake up, my friends, and continue to wake up more people because it has to spread the truth. We have to get the truth out there more and more and more, Dad. What do you think? Well, I, I think you're pretty funny today, Austin. I, and it's, it's a horrible topic, but uh, telling people they've got to wake up and get their heads out of their bottoms and and how you become a roach if you get your credits. Let me tell you where that came from, okay? And the car dealers are—they're—they're—they're—they're uh, they're, they're, they're basically they—they they get frustrated because people come in and anybody who has under a 500 Beacon score, they consider them to be a roach. I mean, that's the, the common vernacular they use in a car dealership because. You know, and Austin said that, but you guys don't know what that means. But that means that your credit is so bad that you're considered to be a roach. In other words, you don't pay your bills. And the problem is if, if you're basically talking on alt media and listening to alt media and hanging out with friends that aren't vaccinated and you had an 820 Beacon score and suddenly you don't like what they're doing in the country, and all of a sudden they turn you into a roach where you can't get a loan to buy a car or even rent an apartment if they run a credit score on you. Because remember – the people who are running the world now, the Klaus Schwabs, the weirdos, the, the Kabbalist weirdos, they want to control everything, including where you live and what you eat and everything else. They're buying up health food organizations and health food companies and meat processing packers and all the stuff that are doing organic stuff. They're buying it all up because they don't want you to have the option of having something healthy to eat because it's not part of what they were taught from the Jason scholars back in the 50s where – they want to destroy the planet as far as from a eugenic standpoint to repopulate it with who knows what. Are we going to Genesis 6 now? We're going to have human-alien hybrids? Yeah, that's what they want. Jesus said that was going to happen. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. He said it was going to happen. So we can pretend like it's not going to. We can pretend like there's not an off-world presence here. You know, these fallen angels, really, guys aren't from around here. Just <laughs> mention that to you guys. In addition to that, Austin said something. They've got to get your permission. Sign the permission slip so we can inject you with a graphene oxide product that will act like razor blades in your arteries. See, the inside of the arteries 
are like a mirror. They're super slick. They're supposed to be the endothelial layers. Have you ever cleaned a window or a mirror with a razor blade and you score the glass by accident? Yeah, that's kind of what this stuff does. And, you know, they want you to basically tell them it's okay for them to inject you with razor blades and get your permission to do it because this is called lesser magic to these Kabbalists and to this priest class that runs the planet. Somehow, when this thing happened with Adam and Eve, okay, and they went sideways in the garden, you know, however you want to interpret that as far as what the Bible says. I'm just going to give you my view of it. God kind of had to put Satan on trial. And what ended up happening is he had to make a decision on what he was going to do. And he, and he passes judgment on Satan, says that you know, he'll strike the heel of man, but man will crush his head. And that happened on the cross. And his head's going to be damaged. And then it says in the book of Revelation that this beast had, re- had received a mortal head wound, but it had recovered. And it tells you basically that's because of the – it doesn't say this, but it implies because of all the abortions and all of the sacrifice and all of the satanic worship. That's why had, the head was recovered and healed. And all of this stuff is happening in a cosmic level like a giant chess match. That's why when William Guy Carr wrote the astounding book that you need to read, you know, Pawns in the Game by William Guy Carr, you'll understand what he's talking about. Because, guys, listen to me. For some reason, we've got a – group of people, entities, off-world entities, that kind of like to experiment on us. And they kind of manage us like we're a, you know, a cow herd. And they even call us goyim. <laughs> I can't make it up, which are like cattle to be managed. And I talked about this in depth yesterday. You guys need to read it. Guys, when you think about it, the guy who's talking about the graphene oxide, the guy who is now dead, I mean, he's dead. I mean, he was killed. He just suddenly died. And, you know, Dr. Andreas Nowak, he was arrested, I mentioned, a year ago, and, and now he's gone because he started talking about the graphene oxide and how it was like playing Russian roulette and how these vaccine mandates are killing people. Now, you know, you think about it. <laughs> these people are injecting you with things that are destroying the inside of your blood vessels. That's why, you know, we did that one article that came out of last year, and this year, it came out and started talking about N-acetylcysteine and nitric oxide and how they were the only things they found that would help to mitigate the effects of the damage of this. This is what you've got to take. That's why they, they came after nitric oxide and N-acetylcysteine so hard. You know, here, here's what it says. It says basically they have an autopsy with this lady, and it cuts into the blood vessels. The blood vessels have epithelial cells in their inner lining. And this epithelia is extremely smooth like a mirror, and it is cut up by these razor blades. Okay, It'll circulate and cut up the entire endothelial cells, the epithelium inside the entire body, inside of the entire cardiovascular systems. And, you know, he says, quote, this doctor, listen to who he is. I am an expert in activated carbon. In my doctoral thesis, I converted graphene oxide into graphene hydroxide. I joined the world's leading activated carbon manufacturer. After a year, I was in charge of new activated carbon products. We bought a small company in Newcastle, England, and I was in charge of new carbon products European-wide. Now he's dead. He's telling you what this stuff does. This guy's got some tremendous credentials. And like I said a minute ago, you've got to give them permission because of the lesser magic because they consider that if you don't give them permission to do what they're doing to you and you don't sign off on it, 
that their karma, that's what they call it, not me, they karma on the other side of the veil when they die is so bad that they got to pay off what happened and what they did to everybody else here. It's like part of that cosmic chess match. There are rules to the game. These guys want you to sign off on your own demise so they're not going to be held accountable for you. Don't do that. Don't allow them to do that to you. Don't do it. Stand firm in the word of God. Stand firm in your relationship with Jesus. That's why he came was to deliver us from these evil weirdos. He had enough of it. God, listen to me. Guys, listen to me. It's so important. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he did for Christ and what he did through Christ, he'll do for you. All you have to do is ask him. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, my friends. And thank you again for the support of Health Masters. I've been trying to get through all the emails. I got a lot of emails from last week. People are sending me stuff. I'm trying to keep everybody updated and help everybody out the best I can. But thank you again for the continued support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, you know where to go. Give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. Lots of different specials on. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the last day, the Awesome Ag Calcium. And whatever wins tomorrow, it looks like the uh, ultimate multiple, well, probably one of our best-selling, excuse me, best-selling products on sale, is uh, looks like it's going to win for tomorrow. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Be sure if you guys need any food buckets, any kits, the Healthy Immune Kit, also on sale right now at Health Masters. And continue to get the truth out there, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.